DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're alive. Welcome to That's Good Broncos Emergency Live podcast on YouTube. John Elway breaking some news himself, controlling the news himself. In a big dick move, John Elway has relinquished his role as general manager of the Denver Broncos. And in an even bigger dick role, has resumed his former job of vice or president president of football operations so he basically fired himself and then gave himself a promotion and then we'll hire somebody to do his old job which was way harder than his new job and we'll get the blame in case shit goes wrong for his old job so very smart move by john elway if that was confusing again He's president of football operations again, I believe is the official title. And the Broncos are in search for a general manager. Uh, I did not see this coming. Um, did you, Will? Did you know this no. was on, on the docket? I did not. Usually I think when something like this happens, you get like a week of speculation generally. Yeah. When, like when Gary Kubiak retired or stepped away or whatever. Uh, you kind of heard a few, a couple whispers. Um, <laughs> you'd hear a thing or two about it. Uh, but this one came out of left field, and I was surprised. But yeah. I don't know how to feel about it yet because I think you and I are, are both have always been generally pro Elway, or we don't like to blame him as much as everyone else, or we just kind of take a nuanced stance on how he's been as a general manager. Um, but I'm, I'm still figuring out. I, you got to wait and, and see what kind of GM I think he, he brings in. If it's a guy who's totally um, left by himself to make all the decisions 
but you have to realize that when you interview a GM, you ask them like what they're going to do essentially. Yeah. And you don't, I know who you don't want. You don't want Will Arnett when he was interviewing for the office and he's got, he says he's got like a a three point plan that will save the the company a bunch of money. He's like, no, no, you hire me and then you get the plan. plan. Right. So uh, you want a guy who's going to have a plan, obviously a guy who's going to gel with Vic Fangio. Um, We'll talk about a few of the names already being mentioned for this role. Uh, But as you can see here on Twitter, I've got up on the screen. uh, Let's not forget who is king shit of Broncos country. And that is me, who if you click on Trending Elway, I've got my tweet third here. Goes Adam Schefter, Denver Broncos, then me. Not Barstool Big Cat, not Ian Rappaport, not whoever else is trying to claim their fame. This is my neck of the woods, all right? And just because the Broncos have been a little bit irrelevant this year doesn't mean I have stopped trying. It doesn't mean Will Keys and I don't work our ass off to maintain this status. Just needed to point that out because if you refresh this page, I disappear very quickly. And uh, I, I, refresh. Had I had to go back to, to bring it back up. Uh, second, Peyton Manning is trending because he is the guy fans want to bring yeah. in as general manager, uh, which let's be honest, we all believe Peyton Manning will be great no matter what he does. So I would support that move. I don't think it is going to happen, but that is why he is uh, below John Elway under what's happening for me right there on Twitter. I did want to read Elway's statement here real quick. Uh, he said, I'll paraphrase. We'll go through this real real fast. Working in this role for the last 10 years. Elway had been around for 10 years as GM or football dude. So it's been a while. Went quick. And going back to my playing days, I've always tried to do everything I can to help the Broncos win and get better. As part of a transition I've thought about for a long time, I have made the decision to step up into an elevated role and hire a general manager to do the bullshit I don't want to do anymore. While I'll continue to be president of football operations in 2021, the GM will have final say on the draft, free agency, and our roster. All the things that I have been criticized for unjustly unjustly will now fall to him. This is a smart move by me, John Elway. I will be there to support our GM and Vic Fangio, providing my perspective when it's convenient to me and when I'm not golfing and when they really, really, really need my advice. Uh, This is a great place with all of the resources to win. We have a lot of good people on the football side, and I will be there for them in any way possible. The relationship between the GM and head coach is very important, and you must be willing to service the head coach sexually (laughs) that is why Vic Fangio is staying in this job he is very demanding and I cannot meet those demands anymore and it goes on and on with some more you know PRE type stuff that you've heard a million times before um but yes that is the gist of it from Elway's words a lot of gist in that statement a lot of gist a lot of gist going on Interesting. How do you come down on basically by saying Vic Fangio is going to have a say in it? The GM does not get to decide the head coach. That feels like 
kind of how things are starting to go in the NFL where um, for a while it was you hire the GM and the GM is involved in finding a head coach. Now it feels like you get the head coach first and the coach figures out who's basically going to be doing the, the grocery shopping to, you know, to uh, quote right. Bill Parcells back in the day. I like, I like this method better. What do you think? Um, I don't think, I don't think the, the chicken or the egg really matters as long as the chicken and egg scramble well together in a delicious, uh, result. Answer the question. Wow. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you try to let me speak off the cuff. Um, we saw, we saw Kyle Shanahan do that with the 49ers, right? Where yep. they basically locked in on Shanahan and he was like, I want John Lynch to be my GM and they made it work. So I stand by my, my point that I don't care which way it happens as long as the GM and coach appear to be on the same page. Because when they're not is when you run into issues. It's really what kind of screwed the Jets when they hired Adam Gase, even though the GM hired Gase, then they fired yeah. the GM, then they bring in a new GM. And I'm not saying Joe Douglas and Gase didn't work together, but Gase didn't like the decisions the GM that hired him was making. So it was it was just – that was like – maybe that's a terrible example, but it's a, an example of it not working. As long as you don't do that. Right. Then you probably – you can't fuck up as bad as the Jets. As long as we're not the Jets, this will be – Okay, so that's yeah. uh, the first thing. And uh, while we're speaking of the San Francisco 49ers, some of the people – okay, so Matt Russell has been like Elway's right-hand dude. Mm -hmm. People thought he might be considered for this position, but Matt Russell is deciding to retire. So he is currently not an option. And honestly, I think that's good. Uh, I think Matt Russell's been – uh, very good at his job, but it feels like this is the kind of position that just needs a fresh set of eyes, you know, and and not just a a, a promotion from somebody else already. Well, let, me, let me ask you: In what sense does it need a fresh set of eyes? Do you think their evaluation has been poor? No, I'm not saying it's been poor, but I'm saying. If you're going to make a move like this, why don't you go out and get somebody who you think is better than anybody you have in-house? I agree. I so think that's, that's a good challenging question that I feel I answered appropriately. Um, but some of the people being considered right now from San Francisco, Adam Peters, and he's probably the hottest name on the market. The Panthers are really interested in him. I also read that the 49ers may uh, – bump up John Lynch's role and make him the GM of the 49ers if they really want to keep him. Then you've got Rick Smith from Houston, uh, John Spytek from Tampa Bay, and Champ Kelly, love the name, from Chicago. I Some want to great go through names. These. Yes. Some great names. Especially tied to the Broncos. Um, but I want to go through these options together really quick yeah. uh, and give our opinion on guys we really know very little about. But first, okay. burn the guitarist, $5 super chat. Finally caught you live. Take my money. Gladly burn the guitarist. Gladly. Which guitarist would you most like to burn? Or, well, yeah, that's a good question. Historically. Um, 
Okay, here's my my quick synopsis. San Francisco, Adam Peters. I am a hard yes. You? I mean, if you really want a guy who is coming not from the organization, he was with the Broncos for like eight years, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, uh, I'm generally a fan of San Francisco's roster. And I am like- generally a fan of how they have managed a similar season to the Broncos yeah. with injuries, gotten guys to, to play well. They find, I don't know, they find, it just seems like they find talent. Okay. Houston, yeah, like Rick Smith. I am a hard fuck no. And Rick Smith spent a lot of time with the Broncos. Rick Smith lost control of the team and let Bill O'Brien take over as GM. Not a move I like. Not a move I like. Interesting. I, I think he he was the guy who traded up for Deshaun Watson, right? That is a big pro. I like that move. Okay. Really what? Found a good what quarterback. Get Deshaun Watson. Let's just pretend like Deshaun Watson okay. didn't sign a contract. Now, now we're talking new ball game, aren't we? I guess we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you take away um, every GM's best signing or draft pick, then um, I think it's fair to say that uh, they're not as good anymore. It's like when people say, like, uh, John Elway got lucky that <laughs> Peyton like, Manning decided to sign there. Right. You know? Okay. Here's an interesting name. Tampa Bay, John Spytek. I'm a maybe here. Sounds I like, like... I like what the Buccaneers have done personnel-wise. Yeah. But a guy named Spytek with Sounds a like guy that. named Tom Brady currently on the roster. Do you trust yeah. that, Will? Do you I mean, trust that for a I think second? we had our own John, John Spytek 10 years ago, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I don't need another Brady spy to ruin the Broncos. And we all know that's all Brady thinks about besides Super Bowls. He's trying to ruin the Broncos, the one franchise that's been the thorn in his thigh. So I don't yep. trust that. Uh, Chicago, Champ Kelly. Great first name. Great name. Champ Bailey. Uh, Kelly. Well, if you go Jim Kelly, cool. If you're going Chip Kelly, I do not like him in a front office role. Uh-huh. I am a hard no on this based on Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, he was there when he was drafted. Don't know if he was responsible for it. They seems like they did not handle the quarterback situation well this offseason. Um, so I think the, the two top names are Adam Peters and Adam Peters. What's the goal here? Are you? What's your number one priority in finding a GM? Is it someone who's going to get the quarterback position right? I guess that's the big question, right? Like, yeah. Uh, how does this GM come in and improve the team? Uh, because the Broncos, outside of the QB position, have done a solid job for the most part. I'd say better than most teams in shuffling through players and talent and keeping a respectable group on the field. Uh, I think for me, you want, oh man, it's hard because there's, there's Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, 
who've got to be signed. Also, Alexander Johnson needs to be signed as well. So, um, like, I want a guy who's going to come in and keep the players I already love, obviously, as a fan. (laughs) And then, yeah, I guess I don't know how they're going to handle the quarterback situation. I don't know how you fix that, but I would assume that whatever GM comes in uh, better have a better idea on how to do that than I do. So, Elway's obviously – it's not like he's tuned out with the franchise at all. He's still very much invested with trying to, I don't know, just do the right thing. And even though he's not making specific decisions with the roster, when you hire a guy, you're going to ask him, what do you want to do with Drew Locke? And maybe that influences his decision. Yeah, it's is this guy saying continue to develop Drew Locke, or is he saying we know where Elway stood more or less? Yeah, or is he like, no, we're gonna get a free agent that I know we can get. Like, that's kind of. I mean, I guess since we don't know a ton about these guys, it would be interesting to look at what relationships they have with possible quarterbacks and players currently in the NFL, and also college quarterbacks that some of these guys are interested in for this draft, but probably more importantly, like the next draft, I think giving Drew Locke a chance to play in 2021 is fair. And if it doesn't work out that season, it's after that season, then you're actually probably going to be drafting a guy maybe to try and replace him and looking at the free agents then. But yeah, you want to, you want to know what their five-year plan is and it better have, solid answers for quarterback. What yeah. do you want, Bill? What is what is your what are you thinking of when you hear John Elway's giving up his GM responsibilities? I mean I think I still want someone who is good at evaluating defensive talent and is going to be aggressive in the draft. I, I think the one criticism I'd I'd have of Elway recently, not the one, but a big one is that I don't think he's been aggressive enough in the draft or when he when he was like it was trading up from 32 to 26 to pick Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Something like that. Wrong aggression. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's like all right, well if you if you really think Justin Herbert's the guy and um you know quarterback is the most important position in the NFL and you really like Justin Herbert that much, then, and I'm trying to use this in a vacuum and say like Drew Locke's not on the roster, but cause he's liked a lot of quarterbacks. You could say the same thing about Sam Darnold. Then why not just like trade up and get him? Cause it's worth it. If you, if you hit on the quarterback, you know, any price that yeah. we've seen or has been worth it. Yeah. Maybe always just been, He's had so much success. It's hard to be like blown away by a, a young quarterback anymore after you've been jaded once by Paxton Lynch. It's like, yeah, I yeah. won a couple of Super Bowls. I got Peyton Manning to win a Super Bowl. I tried with some other guys. Like, why am I even worrying about this anymore when I could just be on my fucking boat in Lake Tahoe sipping probably a, an ex, an expensive alcohol that I've never even heard of that tastes so be, good. Yeah. He could be scooting the roads of Lake Tahoe right now. 
Yeah, he could be riding a scooter to his boat yeah. to a drink alcohol scooter. that gives his mouth an orgasm. Like, uh-huh. why grind college quarterback tape? No. I'm not that's doing for, it. That's for the kids to do. Yeah, but I, I think being aggressive in the draft uh, will be fun to – it will make the draft more fun to watch. That's yeah, for sure. I just think um, – I think the more I watch football, the more I tend to – just kind of what am I trying to say? I overrate like the the picks between like ten and thirty-two feel overrated to me. <clears throat> I don't know. And I don't know. Like um I, I don't know. I, I just think it's I envy the teams that are that just make, you know, big dick moves. In the offseason, because grab, grab a Jalen Hurts in the second round when you yeah sign Carson Wentz and it looks like a smart move for a while. I just I, I think um you know fortune favors the the bold in in terms of team building. Uh yeah, I think for the most part you're right. I think a little tricky with um Elway the time he was kind of bold. Going after Paxton Lynch was just yeah, but that was you know that was six picks at the end of the at the end of the draft, you know. Yeah, it just burned him. Uh, Jesse Castaneda, four ninety nine super chat. As a fan, ownership issue needs to be fixed this off season. Any updates on this? No, no. But that's a good point because uh. The GM's going to have to be ready to handle a rocky ownership situation. And the real question is, like, I don't know who the penny pincher is. Uh, I'm assuming it's Joe Ellis and not John Elway. Uh, John Elway seems like he would be willing to spend, uh, you know, Broncos team money. But the new GM's going to have to figure out how to deal with a sort of cash-strapped type situation. Not... Not salary cap per se, but the the cash flow, which we've talked about a few times here, and right. it seems like uh, after the the Manning Super Bowl run, the Broncos have been less willing to you know spend that money, and uh, I think a, a new GM is going to have to be a little bit savvy there. Uh, Mister Ranch, five dollars super chat. How can I fire and promote myself? I think partnering the new GM with Fangio is doomed to fail. I think Fangio and the GM being on the same page is a smart move. I think it'll provide the opposite result. Uh, unless you think Fangio doesn't know football, which I think he does. And I think um, I think maybe a, a GM who has scouting roots or ties on the, more on the offensive side will benefit because um, I'm not worried about the Broncos finding defense with Fangio and it's, you know, I think pieces you want to find on the long term. you want a guy that's got a little bit opposite strength of your head coach, but what do I think? Mm-hmm. I don't disagree necessarily. I think we need to get Fangio playing Madden in the off season. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I, I think how will he get better at game situations? Ooh, because that's, that's his biggest weakness right now. It's like Tony Romo practiced 
uh, for his announcing job using Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I'm sure in, in addition to a lot of other exercises and, and training and, and stuff like that that they have. But could it really hurt? No. I know no. how to use timeouts perfectly. I think, uh, I think maybe an issue this Broncos team has is situational football a little bit. And maybe that might be a benefit that they focus or that a beneficial result might be them focusing more on those type of situations this off season. Um, and yeah. that, that's a result of two things. It's there's, it's a very young team. So maybe that's part of it. And maybe your coaches aren't doing a good enough job of simulating those type of situations at practice, but it feels like uh, when the game gets a little wild, uh, the Broncos don't manage it well. And that's, it feels like on, it's been on every right. level this season <laughs> at different times and different units and different. Yeah, even the games where they won close, it's like they're up against the Patriots and Pat Shermer's got them throwing four verticals. Right. Uh, on the last two offensive possessions. Yeah. A lot that doesn't make sense. And then obviously the timeout debacle at Tennessee and take it, taking the, the timeout against the against the Raiders yesterday. That was it's a hard one to explain. What did you think about his explanation after that one? I didn't fucking listen to it. <laughs> I was busy putting up an Adam Gase getting fired episode and then starting a best and worst episode where I recapped every game with your help, of course. Uh, but editing all that shit, I haven't watched any of the Broncos press conferences yet. Um, Fair enough. Katrina Haney said John Dorsey. That's a name I don't ever want to be associated with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Dorsey is a blowhard, gum-chewing idiot who brought in Greg Williams and uh, Todd Haley and moved on from Hugh Jackson a year too late to bring in. He had Fred, he, he brought in Fred, he moved Freddie kitchens up right to head coach. And then they both got fired after the season for the Browns. I don't know if he stuck around to do that. Did he get canned for Freddie kitchens? I think so. GM. That's all I'm saying. I, I just try to, I'm trying to picture Dorsey and Elway working together every day and I guess that won't happen quite as much in his new role, but I don't see that happening. No. What was uh, better with like the, the softer spoken guys, I think, like Kubiak. Yeah. I mean, Kubiak had an ego just in a different way. But uh, what did Fangio oh, say about the timeouts? What was the explanation? Oh, it was, it was that uh, the Raiders kept switching personnel, and so they wanted to make sure that their personnel matched what the Raiders were were doing. I think, you know, it's a lesson because that's honestly, I think John Gruden's ineptitude there actually saved him. And it was so confusing that it confused Vic Fangio, uh, who was probably perplexed by the opposing coach's lack of preparation. So (laughs) chalk that one up as a victory for Gruden. Uh, it was weird. Like Gruden was like kind of bragging. He was like joking about it. It's like, yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. We kept changing our mind. And <laughs> good thing for us, they took a timeout. It's like, I don't know if that's something you want to like. You sound like an idiot. Yeah. It just so happened that 
uh, the other coach was also an idiot in that situation. So uh, I think the lesson from this is if you see a, uh, the opposing sideline very, very confused, allow them to be confused and don't yeah. get any breaks. I think that's smart. Um, also saw Josh Jacobs was arrested for a DUI today. Uh, really? Win. So something about uh, running backs and drinking and driving this year. Not good. AFC West. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. Oh yeah, see, my, my Miller Miller High Rob Josh Jacobs got a DUI. Just said it. Uh, somebody says a keep to leave for GM. Yeah, um, like yep. it. Like it. Let's uh-huh. let's be honest. He might need just you know like a an apprentice year, but in terms of uh, I think if he put his mind to it, a te- a keep to leave would be a very good talent evaluator. John Lynch then. John Lynch went from Broncos secondary to. Announcer with Fox to general manager. Yeah, but he was an announcer for a while. How long do you need to announce to be a good GM? Four and a half seasons. Yeah, I think so. I think you need four and a half seasons. Hmm. Yeah, you just need enough enough games where you're being like, well, here's what I would do if I was the GM. And if you do that enough, uh, then you actually teach yourself – how to generally manage a football team. <laughs> Do you think the general manager gets like, is it's kind of funny when you hear like general, cause it's like a general in the army. Do you think they should get like a badge or something or they should be saluted? Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, I think we should start saluting people in sports. Yeah. You just don't want the guy who demands to be saluted. That's not the guy you want to hire. No. Yeah. You, you don't want the guy, guy who's immediately like, oh, at ease, at ease. Yeah. But he, he really appreciates the salute, you know? Yeah. We yeah. got Bam want- X, $5 super chat, says Tony Romo. He's right on the cusp of having a, enough announcer time to be a good GM. He has, yeah. Yeah. Can you make well, a Tony mid-season Romo- hire? Yeah, you know what he has? He has the uh, post-game press conference ability to ease people's worries and charm people. He'd be a good uh, PR. Whatever, if things were going yeah. bad, and he he could talk, he could talk up a fan base. I think. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know, John. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to figure out how to say this because this is a big move for the broncos huge obviously gm is really important um but you still have john elway and vic fangio and the current coaching staff in place so to me it feels like bigger news than it is an actual bigger move for immediate impact but depending on whether or not the gm is good it could have great ramifications for the team or it could be a, a disaster so it is big news but it's always like front office news is just usually so boring but since john elway's name is on it yeah. it makes it somewhat sexy for broncos fans uh-huh. uh so let's just hope they hire the best guy we got mr looper thank you for another good year boys as always next year is our year yeah but really, super chat. yeah it is, it is our year 
right now, all of the teams who are not in the playoffs are 10 and six teams heading into 21, 2021. It's true. I so can see the Broncos winning the 10 playoffs games. Team, maybe. Right now, I got the Broncos winning 10. How many do you got them winning, Will? Uh, I crushed oh, the unders last night, and I, I have them winning 10 as well. Yeah, easy. Uh, Raiders, I got them winning 9 and 7. The Chargers winning 9 and 7, so the Broncos will be just ahead of them. Um, we got Mr. Ranch, Super Chat, Josh McDaniels, $5. Five dollars just to say Josh McDaniels as GM. He didn't say he didn't say Josh McDaniels. He said Josh McDonald's. Uh Josh McDonald's. Yeah, I can't even read. I'm so <laughs> burnt out. Honestly, uh, so Anthony Lynn got fired today, and one of the names I saw was Josh McDaniels. And as always, uh, when it's a team I hate, I don't hate the chart, but it's a team I don't want to see do well. I recommend that they hire Josh McDaniels. Yeah, definitely hire Josh McDaniels. I don't he think definitely he from- hasn't screwed over two over organizations uh, yeah. after being hired. Did he screw over the Colts or, or did he do them a favor? He did them a favor, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Of course. Of course. I think. Um, do you think Anthony Lynn deserved – we'll talk to uh, John Na about this, but do you think Anthony Lynn deserved one more season as head coach? Yeah. To me, that's a tough call, but yeah. I don't think he was the problem. Here's uh, my thing is we ask head coaches to be incredible like leaders and great locker room guys, and uh, we, we expect them to like basically be uh, – I don't know what you call it. Like a leader of men, essentially, and you have to be kind of like a, a moral beacon um, – a good role model, all of those things. But we also ask them to be great at making like small decisions and micromanaging games and stuff like that. And those are so rarely like th- those skill sets. You feel like you find them in opposite people. Right. And you got guys like Anthony Lynn who, uh, who seem like they're great in the big picture and they, they created a, a good culture and, and everything yeah. like that. But their strength isn't managing, you know, when to call a timeout, when to punt, when to go for two, all those things. Why do we keep asking the same person in the organization to do both of those things? At what point do we start delegating Yeah, some of those, you know, micromanagement calls in a game and, and separating yeah. roles a little bit there? It seems That's like really- – it's like same with Vic Fangio. You can say the same thing about Vic Fangio. No one's ever questioned him as a leader, but you do question uh, his decision-making in-game. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for having that defense ready every week, even without a defensive coordinator for a big chunk of the season, even with the injuries. um, He's not making in-game decisions that are helping the offense, it feels like, right? Uh, But that's like... That's what you get. You, one, your coach is going to be strong in either offense or defense, unless it's the weird special teams coach and you don't know what the fuck he's good at, but he just turns out to be a good head coach for some reason somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's – As a leader, like you have to – you're like you're the one addressing the team, addressing the media. If it's not your – like if you make a game-altering decision like that or another person does, then you have to go up there and defend their decision. So – yeah, I, I just know, have like, a guy to tell you. Both people. 
when to take the time out. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the biggest criticism for Anthony Lynn and Vic Fangio. And like you mentioned on the post game recap last night, like how long did it take Andy Reid to get that figured out? You know what I mean? Like ten years. Hopefully, you're not in so many games where the final two timeouts you take make a difference. And hopefully you'll win, say, half of those. And hopefully the ones you botch are actually result in losses very rarely. Like, I don't think it's a – it's hard for Chargers fans because they lost so many close games. And I think that's why Anthony Lynn probably ultimately got fired. Yeah. Um, But also, I mentioned this in today's episode too, but I saw that – during his tenure, he has had the most injured team of any head coach since being hired. So he's dealt with more significant injuries to to players than any other head coach. And uh, it's true. That's that stuff's real. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would have stuck around with Anthony Lynn another year. It's why I want Fangio for another year. I think you would have benefited by keeping that sort of cohesiveness within the coaching staff and also like Justin Herbert played really well this season. Yeah. You don't want to interrupt that really. Yeah. Like let them progress together one more season and then see what happens. But right. Right. And I don't know if Justin Herbert's like really as good as people think he is after one season, then he'll probably transcend whoever is the offensive coordinator there. But, that's a good quarterback. I don't know. Are they, are they getting rid of their offensive coordinator too? I don't know. Because then you create a problem with like you're hiring a head coach, but you're not letting him hire coordinators. And yeah, it gets weird. gets a little got, tricky. Yeah. We got Trevor Price, $5 Super Chat. Can we expect the announcement of you and Will as co-GMs? Uh, I already announced that on Twitter. I'm waiting for Adam Schefter to confirm. And once Schefter does, uh, because even if I was going to be GM, Schefter would know before I know. So I'm just waiting to get the call from Schefter at this point. Yeah. We got Robbie Grayuski, big Seahawks fan, but I started watching you in 2012. Uh, no wonder you stuck around, Robbie. Your team got <laughs> the best of us uh, after that 2012 uh Oh, well, 2013 season. Uh, which Broncos acquisitions would you like to see for the 2021 offseason? Good question, Robbie. But do you think I'm going to give a Seahawks fan inside information as to what the Broncos are going to do? You think I'm an idiot, Ro- uh, Robbie? Because uh, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. We, have to, we have to play the Seahawks in two years. So, Yeah, two years. Those acquisitions are going to be game changers. By then, uh, yeah. I think the Broncos could use a defensive lineman. I like Jarrell Casey, but uh, I'm a little concerned about depth. I like them, like I said earlier, retain Shelby Harris, Justin Simmons. And, yeah. I mean, free agency, I don't know. It feels like the Broncos don't need a ton of free agent help unless it's a big quarterback move. And even that, like I'm 50, 50, like there, there's only one or two guys I'd be happy with. And there's only one guy I actually think would be an upgrade over drew lock. And that's Matthew Stafford at this point. And so I think Matt Ryan would. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm just scared. Matt Ryan's getting old. That's all. 
I don't know if I I don't know if I'm worried about that. He's, 30, he's gonna be 36 next season. Quarterbacks yeah, no, shelf life is getting a lot a lot longer. Fair enough. Lord of Bunnies, five dollar super chat. Make a dark roast and I will buy bench warmer brew. That's what I'm working on next, Lord of Bunnies. I will get Brandon, you. You can't see it in the background, but Brandon is mixing and uh smelling and tasting right. all different kinds of dark beans. Uh and he it's actually getting caught in his beard too. <laughs> he can yeah. smell it all day. <laughs> it's I, uh, every, every time I shoot videos, I think I've got something in my beard and it's just like gray hair showing. <laughs> like oh I'm I'm re- relieved when it's not food. I'm like did I just shoot an episode with fucking food in my beard? Uh, especially when we shoot something for the game day and then I got to send it to uh, somebody else to look at. But uh, The game day, though, they can CGI that stuff out. They have that kind of power. Yeah. All right, last super chat, and then we're getting the hell out of here. Uh, Trev in space. Trev in space. Trev in space, 499 super chat. Sending this as a Big Dick Reporter Award for getting us through this season. I would put more, but five is considered big for guys like us. <laughs> Thank you, Trev in space. You are right. Five is plenty where I come from. Five is plenty. <laughs> I have to imagine that Trev in space refers to like getting Trevor Simeon the ball in the open field. It's something you don't want to, you don't want to deal with if you're a defense. You don't want to do. Oh, I saw Ryan Koningsberg tweet about uh, Drew Locke leading the Broncos to more than 27 points, seven, 27 points or more, six times in the last, like, since 2017. Yeah. And then I looked, I was looking back just to see what Trevor Simeon did in 2016. Mm-hmm. And old Simeon had five games of 27 points or more uh, that season. Uh, then he regressed significantly the year after and only had one. But How many uh, uh, involved a defensive touchdown? <clears throat> I don't know. Things you got to worry about. Well, uh, the Broncos had four turnovers uh, yesterday against the Raiders, so maybe the Broncos should have scored like 40-plus points. The Gooch was not having it. The Gooch disagreed. <laughs> Gooch was angry that day. All right, thank you guys for watching the John L.A. GM unilateral multi-upper lateral move. Bipolar. uh, Addition by subtraction. Mm -hmm. John L.A. King shit. Podcast. We did it. General managed without an ACL. (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in 
on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.